On this bonus Locked on Jayhawks, Kansas basketball has a new commit for the class of 2024, LeBron Phylon. I, I wish it's pronounced LeBron. I don't know if it is, but I hope it is. Uh, all that, breaking down the commitment, what it means for KU next year, what it means for recruiting the rest of the way going forward on this bonus episode of Locked on Jayhawks. You are Locked on Jayhawks, your daily podcast on the Kansas Jayhawks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Derek Johnson. You can hear me as well Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. on KLWN in Lawrence with Rock Chalk Sports Talk. Thanks for making Locked On Jayhawks your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get any of your podcasts. You can find us with our YouTube page where you can like and subscribe to the show as well. So uh, we'll be back to KU football takeaways on tomorrow's show. Nick Schwartz is going to join us. We still have the KU basketball small forward preview, KU Texas preview coming later this week. This is a bonus episode of the show because... Uh, some news tonight as uh, LeBron Phylon, I don't know if it's LeBron or I don't know if it's LeBron or which I'm hoping it is, which is like just kind of condensed version of it, uh, has committed to the University of Kansas. This is a very big deal because this is a big player. Uh, so uh, depending where you look, he is 6'2 to 6'4, depending on the different sites. Um, I'm just going to go with around 6'3", and then we can kind of, you know, pick nits from there. Uh, about 175, 180 pounds. He's uh, originally from Mobile, Alabama, but uh, last year I believe he was up in Branson, Missouri, and I believe he'll be in Branson, Missouri again this year for his high school level. Um, and I believe he put up like 35 points per game last year at the high school level. Very good scoring guard. He is ranked number 27 in the country in the 24-7 sports rankings, number 31 in the country with on three, number 35 in the country on ESPN, number 38 in the country on rivals. So pretty much anywhere you look, top 40 recruit. That would put him right in the range of possibly being a McDonald's All-American. Just depends how, I guess, this season goes. Um, and puts him right on the edge of being like a four-star, just missing out on being a five-star recruit. I believe it was Jeremy Case who was the main recruiter here for KU. He seems to continue to do a good job on the recruiting trail. He was at one point committed to Auburn, was Phylon. I, I do wonder, you know, it could just be that KU was like, hey, good player. Let's, you know, he maybe has some interest in Kansas, visited us. Let's see if we can get him. I do wonder if KU tightened the screws or uh, put on a, a harder full-court press after the Artario Morris news popped out to where uh, maybe they thought going into this year, you know, realistically, only one of Artario Morris or El Marco Jackson, maybe only one of them will play well enough or play the bigger role enough to go pro after this year, and we'll have back one of Morris or Jackson. But now with the Morris news, maybe that not only means Artario Morris might no longer be on the team. Obviously, right now he's just suspended. Who knows what's going to happen there? Uh, but also it means maybe a bigger role for El Marco Jackson. Maybe that increases the chances he's a one and done. And that increases the chances that you're looking for more guards to play along. Dewan Harris obviously would have another year after this year with, you know, the backcourt and, and have another player to go to. Well, Phylon then becomes the answer. It could be that. It could also just be that, hey, guess what? He's a really good player and happened to have some interest in Kansas and boom, things work together. I don't know. But either way, you're happy with the commitment. Uh, for KU. Here's his scouting report written with on three. He's quick. Uh, he's a lead guard. He has long arms and a projectable frame with wide shoulders. Quick handle that gets him into the paint. He can knock down a jump shot with three-point range and consistency. There is a confidence and competitiveness with him. He does need to have strength. Add strength. Uh, there's upside on the defensive end. He moves his feet well, guarding the ball. He's quick to get in the passing lanes. 
and there's a natural smoothness with an upside to continue to get better. Like I said, he put up like 35 points per game, which this to me feels like the Bill Self specialty. How many years did we see Bill Self have a 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", guard who was kind of a combo guard that could score the basketball? Tyshawn Taylor, Elijah Johnson, Devontae Graham. Uh, I guess Frank Mason, he was he was a little bit shorter at, at under six feet tall. But having these combo guards, Mario Chalmers, right? Yeah, they've had so many great combo guards with Bill Self, and this kid feels like he falls right into that ilk of the perfect player for a Bill Self system. Um, so as, as far as, you know, what his fit, I guess, will be, well, um, in, in terms of the jump shot, that might be one thing you're wondering. I think I saw, saw he was only 25% in Nike UIBL, but it was 33% at the high school level. That was at a junior in high school. So now he'll be a senior in high school. What if he gets it up to 37, 38%? Then you're going to feel great about the shooting there. Uh, obviously something that you expect to continue to grow, but uh, certainly a good scoring guard so far. Let's talk more about this, what this means, his future impact when he arrives on campus in 2024, 25, what it means for recruiting for KU for this uh, next class and moving forward. First though, this episode of the show is brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Your game changer of the week is brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company, who has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. I guess it's similar to Bill Self uh, bringing in Phylon here. This is changing the game for KU in the future. That's what Athletic Brewing Company is doing in the future and right now. Their brews are great tasting and award-winning and beat out full-strength beers in global competitions. They brew over 50 styles of craft, non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, Goldens, Sours, and more. You can find out more about Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code Locked On to get 15% off your first order online. That's code Locked On L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company fit for all times. So what does this mean for KU in the future? Well, obviously Phylon, class of 2024, he would join for next season's team. You fast forward to next year. You look at the guard position specifically. Well, Dewan Harris is going to have another year after this year if he wants it. And I believe the indication by Dewan and KU is they're under the guise that he is going to take that. You know, he'll make a good amount of NIL money. He's not popping up on draft boards or anything like that, right? It, it makes sense in a lot of different ways. I guess you you hold your breath. What if Dewan is an All-American this year? And, you know, there is possibility to be drafted in the second round. And he goes, uh, realistically, I think it's most likely Dewan is back, though. Um, but then you're trying to figure out the roster around him. Well, a Marco Jackson could be a one and done after this year, or he could be back for year two. I don't totally know. Now, the Arteria Moore stuff, that's a different discussion. Could he be here this year? Could he be here hypothetically for next year? I guess it's possible. I think it's unlikely. I think it's most likely Arteria Morris will not be a part of this. Um, so then that leaves you with um, at the guard position, I guess Johnny Furphy could be back for a sophomore year. Kevin McCuller will have graduated by that point. But Furphy, maybe he's more of like a three or four man. Uh, Nick Timberlake obviously will have graduated. The only other guard you have then is Jamari McDowell, who um, I, I think the intention maybe a few weeks ago was for him to redshirt. But after the Arterio Morris news, I'd be kind of surprised if you redshirted at that point. So you're looking at a, a sophomore Jamari McDowell at that point. And from there, you're basically looking at it as this. If Elmarco Jackson's back for year two after this one with Dewan Harris back for a sixth year, your starting backcourt would probably be Harris and Elmarco Jackson. And then Phylon would take over the kind of third guard role, or at least it would be a competition between him and McDowell. That said, McDowell could also play not just at the, you know, like Phylon could play back up one minute. So he could play back up two minutes. 
McDowell could play backup two minutes and or backup three minutes. So like both could actually play as backups in this given scenario. But if Marco Jackson goes pro at the end of this year, maybe you would go into next year saying, yeah, whoever wins between Phylon and McDowell is your starting two man. Then again, you also don't know what's going to happen with the transfer portal and more recruiting. But either way, this gives you more coverage for next season and the future, because then, you know, there, there is a chance Phylon could be a one and done. But what if we fast forward to 2025, you know, not just this year, not next year, the year after that. Dewan Harris will be gone at that point. I think you would assume by then Marco Jackson would definitely be gone because that would be two years, whether he's a one and done or a two and done. And if Phylon is back for his sophomore year, then at that point, he could be your sophomore leader in the backcourt and maybe be viewed as a guy to have a Devon Dotson type season where he takes a jump from being an impactful freshman to being an All-American level sophomore, right? Uh, so I think bright future and Phylon is exactly the type of player that has done very well in the Bill Self system in the past. Let's uh, continue on with what this means and, and what's next in recruiting for KU basketball. First, though, this episode of the show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, which is why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's super easy to go on and post your job. You just got to add your uh, job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. You want to add that right team member that'll make your job just so much easier. Small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So what's next in recruiting for KU? Because they're not done. You got Flory. I, I've been hearing it pronounced Badunga lately. Um, it might be Badunga. That will shatter my dreams of Badunga Dunk. Hashtag Badunga Dunk, or I guess you could still go with Flory Flush, but um, just not the same, man. But either way, uh, you have him and Phylon. I mean, this is the making of already. If those are your two lead guys, that's already a great class, right? Uh, but they're still going hard after other people. Cooper Flag, number one recruit in the uh, in the game. They're going hard after him. You got the Liam McNeely kid, who's kind of a power forward. Uh, they're going after a lot of these top-tier recruits, and they are far from being done in this recruiting class. I would not be shocked if they do end up landing another top 20, another McDonald's of All-American type of recruit, just because of how hard they're pressing in a lot of these different areas. This could be an unreal recruiting class. This could be one of those recruiting classes we look back on, similar to the Wiggins-Embiid one, where it wasn't just, hey, you have Wiggins and Embiid, the future NBA guys, which you could have in guys like Flory. Although, I wouldn't be surprised if Flory ends up staying for a couple years at uh, Kansas. That's a conversation for a, a later date. Um, but maybe you even have some of your guys like your Frank Masons who impact the program long-term. Like I said, what if Phylon's here a couple years for Kansas because he's behind Del Marco and Dewan in year one and has to stay for a year two. That it could have a long-term impact in addition to the short-term impact. And uh, you'd ideally, with this class, unlike when you brought in Wiggins and Embiid, where it's like they were brought in immediately and they had to be the guys, well, guess what? Everybody you're bringing in in this class you're going to have a potentially sixth-year Dewan Harris that's going to pair with them with a, what, third or fourth-year K.J. Adams to pair with them, too. And who knows? You might have Hunter Dickinson back another year, right? So it's different than that in that you wouldn't be having to count on freshmen as much, but you would still have that unbelievable talent. I almost think that next year's Kansas team, the way this is shaping up with guys you could have coming back and this recruiting class coming in, next year's Kansas team 
might be one of the dominant Kansas teams. But, you know, focus on what's in front of you, I guess. And I think it's clear to me KU is recruiting like their pre-NCAA, uh, you know, issues, cloud over their head stuff again, that they they still, even with the NCAA stuff, were able to recruit uh, top tier four stars and, and some five stars in there like Bryce Thompson and Quentin Grimes and some of those. But you weren't as often seeing them bring in as many of those guys and as many of the top five or top three recruits in the country as uh, maybe they're going to be in store of, of being able to do this year. Uh, that's going to do it for this bonus episode of Locked on Jayhawks. Find us wherever you get any of your podcasts. You can hit me up on Twitter if you have any questions at D Johnson Radio and give us a like and subscribe on our YouTube page with Locked on Jayhawks. See you next time.